Welcome to The Kindness Project, the podcast designed to share stories of kindness and share how kindness can make positive change in our world, one small act at a time. In this week's episode of The Kindness Project, we talk about breakfast, countries, and we have part three of our interview with Stephen Donovan from the Hornchurch Roundtable. Uh, welcome to The Kindness Project, take two. We got interrupted by a small child looking for a jar of rocks when we started to uh, um, uh, record earlier on. That small child with a jar of rocks has now left the vicinity of the recording studio. Um, AKA the dining room table. AKA our lounge. Um, uh, and we can actually start recording the podcast. But you know what? I... We've done this before, chaps, haven't we? We have started a podcast recording where it's been absolute gold. And then I'll worry about whether we can duplicate the conversation um, last time. So the conversation started with Russ telling us that Norfolk should be like the Vatican City and its own independent country. Tell us more, Russ. I'm going to use this podcast as a platform to start a petition for it. <laughs> are you st- sorry, are you using a um, podcast highlighting people doing amazing work in the world to start your a revolution inciting well, an own independent Nor- Norwich-based state? As people should know, all you do is host and Charlotte hosts. But I do everything else, so I should get something out of it. Yeah, well, I'm I'm waiting for the I'm waiting for the Twitter hashtag at Independent Norfolk. See, um, oh, well, <laughs> look at Russ's butt. He's going to start that Twitter hashtag, hashtag, hashtag the Independent State of Norfolk. At, at, at the Independent State of Norfolk is something that Russ should we've start. Seen, we've seen it so many times before. Free the Weatherfield one. Free Nelson Mandela. I'm starting a free Nor free Norwich Norfolk. Sorry, I'm not free Norwich, Norfolk. Yeah. I mean, Norfolk is just a place in Norwich. You can't free both. No, Norfolk. (laughs) Or is that just a bloke with a really weird East Anglian name? What's your name? Mr. Norwich. My name's Norwich. What's your surname? Norfolk. Mr. Norwich, Norfolk. Pleased to meet you, Norwich, Norfolk. Mr. Norwich, if he was Mr. Norwich, no. he'd be Mr. Norwich. Be, be, be Nor- Nor- Sorry, he'd be Mr. Norfolk Norwich. Let now me try again. Market employee, I might change my name by Nor- detail. Norwich Norfolk. Right, <laughs> my name's Norfolk. Norwich Norfolk. Double O eight. License to eat mince pies and um, what do you do? What do you do really well with Norfolk, Russ? Mustard. Yeah, you, mustard. You do a mean mustard, don't I you? Tell you. What? Potato. If you're picking places in the UK, surely Yorkshire does a better potato. I don't think so. Really? <laughs> you reckon Nor- you reckon Norfolk is the place for the potato? I tell you what, we do a lot of rapeseed down here. You know oh, a lot yeah. of rapeseed oil. Yeah. Yeah. That's the Give us some good caps. <laughs> <laughs> It's not for the best. London's no. got better calves than... I know, than, I know. I've tried. I've tried. We'll try. Fire. That's not fair. Each to their own. Just because you live in London don't mean you have to badmouth our calves. No, I'm not badmouthing your calves. I'm saying if you had a league table of calves, the one in your little <laughs> village of Swatham wouldn't come in the top ten, would it? And there's places in London... For example, if you've never been there, give it a go to the Breakfast Club. 
is one of my particular favourites. Um, uh, what do you mean, no? Don't they have their London cabs, mate? You, you stand around an independent country of There's nothing like the Breakfast Club. Exactly. And that's why I'm going to pick the Breakfast Club. Um, so tell us about your greasy spoon. What's your greasy spoon called? Peddler's Hawker. Peddler's Hawker. And what's their uh, speciality and how much does it cost? Double bubble. Go on. And it's 8.20, I think. 8.20. What do you get for 8.20? Two sausage, two bacon, fried slice, uh, black pudding, bubble and squeak. Double bubble and squeak? No, just not. Now, that is false advertising right there, isn't it, Charlotte? What do you reckon? I don't like bubble and squeak. Yeah, but, yeah, but what's it called again, Russ? Two eggs. Now, what's it called again? Double bubble. Double bubble. Right, so How many in- bubble and squeak do you get, Russ? One bubble and squeak. <laughs> <laughs> One. So, no, no, no. Let's clarify. Is it just a large bubble and squeak or is it just an average size? Do they, is it a large bubble and squeak? They're chopping stone. So, is it, is, it, is it double the size, is what the name indicates? Yeah. Okay, there we go. See? So, in, the, in a single bubble, do you get a single bubble and squeak? Is the bubble and squeak smaller in a single bubble? I feel like whacking you over the end with a bubble and squeak plate now. <laughs> right. So how big is a bubble and squeak in a single... Can you get a single bubble breakfast in the Peddler's Hall? No. Right, OK. That's just called the Peddler's Breakfast. Peddler's Breakfast. Now it's and one bacon, one sausage, one egg, and all the trimmings. They've, they've missed a trick, haven't they? Um, I think a double peddler's breakfast should be a tandem peddler. That's what I was thinking. Exactly. It should be the Mr. Peddler reference. If you've got a double peddler, instead of calling it double bubble, you call it a tandem peddler. Next time I'm in there... If it was the breakfast club, they would have thought of that, wouldn't they? Next time I'm in there, I'll suggest that to them. Sorry, copyright agrees names 2022, that one. They can't have it. I'll make sure they know that I'll come up with it. Don't you worry. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And, I mean, mean, clearly the double bubble's not been advertised uh, with factual correctness at heart. What it should be uh, categorised as, Russ, is um, the heart attack waiting waiting to happen breakfast, because that sounds massive. Yeah, it is a big breakfast. Is it? So is it more like a brunch and you just only have two meals for that day? Well, not necessarily. Oh, yeah, four of them. That's a light lunch for someone. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, butt rust, butt rust. We are butt (laughs) rust. What am I doing? (laughs) Sorry. Rust, you're clearly not a butt. I I meant the words. B-U-T, not B-U-T-T. Yeah, exactly. T-T. However, Russ, let me just... But, Russ, <laughs> I should never have started a sentence with but, Russ, but, Russ. So, I'm so sorry, Russ. However, Russ, that's what I meant. But, Russ, but, 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 However, Russ, you are on a bit of a fitness thing at the minute. Tell us a bit about that. I've been going to the gym. Yeah. Pumping some iron. Pumping some iron, okay. And uh, I've started... How's it going? I've started a class. Yeah. 
All good. What's what's going on in in your life? We've talked about Russ. Now I want to now I want to talk to Charlotte. Charlotte. Um, I'm packing. You've been, it seems you've been packing for about a month. Do you want to tell everybody? I mean, I know we I know we talk about uh, on the podcast quite a lot, but Charlotte is off. I'm buggering to, off. She is. She's off to university in a week and a bit time yeah. of to arguably and i say arguably the second best country in the uk i don't know wales is quite good as well isn't it wales is nice anyway um, the, the third best country in um, ireland though russ ireland's quite good isn't it sorry, let me just clarify i've been wales once i didn't enjoy it what <laughs> russ can i just clarify this is going out this thursday from recording it is yeah so, listeners listening on release day, I will be leaving in a week. So, yeah. I will probably be there by the time this the next episode comes out. To, um, what, and and I, I don't want to make your time up. In, no, no. I'll get there on the... Yeah, anyway. I don't want to make your time up in Scotland more difficult than it needs to be. But out of all of the countries in the United Kingdom, where would you put Scotland? First. Would you really? Yeah. Interesting. What would you, how would you rate the countries in the UK, Russ? Well, knowing... Uh, no, Norwich first. <laughs> Norwich. Knowing what we know. Norwich and then every every other country seconds. I've, I've never been to Scotland. I didn't enjoy Wales when I went there. When did you go to Wales? I was 15. I went okay. with Uni Lynx. Right. And it was terrible. Why was it terrible? There's a story here, Charlotte. Why was it terrible? They they took me cabling one day. Oh, God. We uh, talked about cabling on the podcast before. Yeah, I they, don't understand cabling as they, a concept. They took me, they took me cabling. I ate every minute of it. Yeah, I'm with you on that, Russ. It was proper caves. It wasn't like one of them bowl caves that are soft when you touch them. It was like cracks like that you had to get from. Right. Um, number one. Sorry, um, I'm showing you quite small cracks. <laughs> um, what are you showing us? <laughs> again? That's butt rust all over again, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that ties in, no? Butt rust, butt rust shows us he's quite small cracks. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. <laughs> Rush, you just walk into this stuff. Um, uh, you know what, though? You talk about faux caves. The caving I did, which wasn't when I was 15. I'd never done caving. I did it when I was the grand old age of 44. Um, it was last year. And um, they're not soft faux caves. They are hot, made out of hard plastic because they're meant to give you the experience of proper caving, not being under a mattress, um, uh, and it, I, I agree with you. I mean, caving as a and as you as you two know, I like a adrenaline fueled experience. Yeah. I've done yeah yeah sort of running and sort of kayaking and jumping and like yeah skydiving all that sort of I stuff. No purpose to caving though. No, no sort of end goal. Yeah, the end goal is to get out, isn't it? That's the end goal. Like, yeah, but you could go to an escape room and experience that. Well, it mm. depends on where that escape room <laughs> is. Because uh, 
Charlotte, and I don't know if we've spoken about this. We on, have. Oh, we have spoken about it on this podcast before. Drags me to Eastern European cities um, and drags me to the edge of town for escape rooms. And that might be a scary escape room, Rush. Um, but I, would you do COVID, Charlotte? No. Have you ever done COVID? No. no. You remember, um, I can't remember where we were. It might have been Cornwall. Uh, and there was this, uh, I think it was like a museum or something. Uh, and you had to go down into the cave. Yeah. And I just, I just couldn't breathe. The trouble with caving is, it's not for people with our size. So we're we the our, same our size. Big, our figure. Big bone. We're too big bones for big caving. Bones, yeah. We're we're too big bones for caving. I've got big bones. Um, I but yeah, I'd be, I'd be worried. I get halfway through, then me cracking gets stuck. <laughs> for us, for us. Um, anyway, on that note, I'd like to ask a question to get us out of a lot of trouble as we get out of this cave we seem to have uh, climbed into but now can't get out. And that question is, if somebody played you in a movie about your life, who would it be? We would lo- absolutely love to answer that question. But before we do that, who would you, Russ, think would play you, but who would you really like to play you? Danny DeVito. You'd think, you'd think, I mean, Danny DeVito, you're in, you're in your early 40s and Danny DeVito's in his early 80s. Um, anybody younger? Uh, I don't know, but I don't watch many movies, so I'm on... Is, wouldn't is, there, is there a celebrity? Uh, who's that geezer that goes in the water? Oh. Aquaman. man. Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. Is that the guy who plays Thor? Hold on, hold on, hold on. No, that's not. Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa. Give me a <laughs> give me another twenty five years in the gym, and I might look like Jason Momoa. Jason, Mom- <laughs> sorry, the guy who plays Aquaman. That <laughs> Aquaman. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's that stunned silence right now. Jay- uh, David Jason, maybe. Um, <laughs> but I don't know if Jason Mamara. I mean, it's a great choice. I, I think I think I'd pick Jason Mamara as well. Who would you pick? Who would you pick for you? Don't know. Don't know. I don't. I don't know a lot of actors, do I? Don't you? No. How about one of like one of your, the ones from one of your favourite shows, like I don't know, Heartstopper or Criminal Minds? Who would you? About um, who's the who's the woman who who sits behind the laptop of Criminal Minds? Go and see her. Who Can't plays her actor? She might be good. No. No. Who would you go for? I don't know. Can't think. All right. Who would you go for for us? I tell you, I think for us, there's only one choice. Now he's brought it up. Jason Momoa. <laughs> I, ju- I just think Jason Russ and Jason Momoa separated at birth. I mean. What I love about Rosie's choice is um, it's gone from 80-year-olds not been to the gym ever, Danny DeVito. I'm sure Danny DeVito's been to the gym. Don't be rude. He did. I'm pretty sure. He went there in the film Twins that he played with Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm pretty sure he did. But that was to watch Arnold Schwarzenegger do a bit in the gym. Um all the way through to Jason Momoa. There's, there's another one that'd play me, aren't he? Right. I'll be back. 
I'll, I'll, I'll be, I'll be back when I look like Jason Momoa. Oh, I regularly you say I'll be back when I leave the house. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, re- I reckon. I reckon. Like if Arnold Schwarzenegger played either of you, they'd have to put at the beginning that like this film is an extreme dramatization. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like one of those like sort of. When, when they're like an epic biopic of somebody's life and they just like, they're quite an ordinary looking bloke like me and you are us. Yeah. And they they just, they have somebody like massively handsome. Oh, we already know that you're a star in your local area. I am a, we, we, I was out with some friends on Saturday and we met, uh, we met a couple of people. We were on the Bermondsey Beer Mile. So we were having a walk up and down the Bermondsey Beer Mile, we're having a chat with a few people. Very good place if you're in London. <laughs> Clearly the greatest. Have you got a, have you got a beer mile in Norwich Rouse? I don't know. I don't go there often. Is it just from one Weatherspoon oh, to the yeah, next? Yeah. In Norwich, yeah. right? <laughs> 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 I don't feel. I know What's that? Concealed don't it's feel. It's a land frozen, Dad. Is it? Yeah. What does it mean, concealed don't feel? Just to keep it inside. Yeah. Concealed don't feel. No, feel. Don't, don't conceal, feel. Um, I know I know. there's the Riverside, and that's where all the clubs are. Is that where all the, all the clubs are? Right. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, the Bermsey Beer Mile is a... And it, it, it you're, you're right, Russ. It might be a pretentious London thing. It's where all the microbreweries and micro pubs have popped up, popped up just by London Bridge, and it's quite a nice um, uh, sort of walk uh, for for a day out. And I went down there with um, uh, with with a few mates. Uh, and we just had a walk up and down the beer mile, just experiencing the uh, experiencing the uh, different pubs and stuff like that, and meeting and chatting with a bunch of different people because it is a really friendly place. Wow. Um, anyway, I've com- gotten this conversation with a couple of uh, uh, young women in their mid twenties, and um, uh, my mate Trev, who's a photographer, has done. He's a really good photographer. Um, but I don't think this particular lady was um, um, particularly impressed by Trev's portfolio because Trev does a lot of like really higher quality sports stuff and she just wasn't into sports that much. Right. So she turned around to him and it's the most backhanded insult slash compliment I've ever heard. She went, you really are a legend, a legend in your own lunchtime. And I've... I've <laughs> A legend in your own lunchtime might be the best compliment slash insult oh. I've ever heard in your life. You really are a legend, a legend in your own lunchtime. I was just I like... You. I, I you're just, so good for, for what you do. Yeah, exactly. You're so... You're quite quite good in your niche. Um, it might, might, be, might be really good. Um, uh, so... Few things I want to mention while we uh, while we on the subject uh, because I'm a legend in my own lunchtime. Um, I'd like to talk about the fact that we've got our book coming out. Uh, that is available in October. Raz is reading his Twitter. Are you Raz? Are you setting up the uh, the free Norwich or free Norfolk Twitter account right now? I'm not. I was checking my emails because. 
I've, I've been waiting for an email back from someone for Sabella, and it's just come for a... Oh, is it? Right, okay. That's fair enough. Um, uh, can you phone someone? Do you have a bit of time, guys? Is that right? I know. Sorry. Um, I, need right. To, I need to make sure we're on top of that one. Oh, no, he's just... He's, he's on it. He's on it, Charlotte. So... Um, let's talk about the book. Book out in October. Russ, if people would like to uh, get a sneaky peek of the book, bucket loads of free content, everything we're throwing at people to make sure that they yeah. buy loads of copies of the book, where can they find all of that, um, that stuff? Sign, sign up on the website. Uh, go on to www.thekindnessproject.co.uk. Click on the link that says book. Down at the bottom is a sign-up form. Or just go to www.thekindnessproject.co.uk. Wait about two seconds and then it'll pop up for the book. I was, arrive. I was getting to that next. Thank you. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> you can also, via our Facebook page, sign up using the, using the post that we're posting on there. Fabulous. Does Thank this segue into my bit with the me socials? Thank you. And if you'd like to answer the question, who would be who would play you in a movie? Uh, you can find you can let us know in the following ways. Okay, on Facebook, if you track the kindness project into the search bar, we should come up. Uh, let us know on there. On Twitter, we're at Ola Kindness. If you want to email us directly, it's Ola at the kindness project dot 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 <laughs> That was a that was a butt rose moment, moment wasn't it? Yeah. Butt rose, butt rose, butt rose. Um, Russell, so many dots. Website, so many, so, so many, so many dots. So many you can't even imagine. Um, Russell already did the website. We don't have a MySpace. Do we have? No. If you if you read it, no, we haven't got Reddit. If you'd like to get in touch with us by post, how do people do that? <laughs> The answer is they can't. If they'd like to get in touch with us by pigeon, how do they do that? Um, Attach your note to a pigeon, sling it out the window, and then just shout, spot rust, spot rust, spot rust. <laughs> And it will come straight to us. Definitely. But don't put anything valuable in because it might get lost. Yeah, don't just just shout butt brass as it flies away. <laughs> Almost morning. <laughs> oh, the problem is butt brass. Every time I say it, it sounds like butt roast, and I just <laughs> <laughs> and I can't imagine what that is. Let's move on. I've been hearing butt rust. <laughs> 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 oh <my God. laughs> right, so you got rusty is that <laughs> you know that is out rust oh god let's move on and we have got celebrity edition uh and this uh, uh news article comes from um uh, today.com Family help re return William Shatner's wallet after he left it at their fruit uh, stand. So let me let me talk a little bit about that. Star Trek actor William Shatner accidentally left his wallet at Northern Californian's fruit stand, but the family who owns the farm 
local law enforcement and the Beverly Hills Police Department all worked together to make sure we got it back. The adventure all began last Wednesday at B&T Farms in Gilroy, California. Tognetti's 15-year-old daughter, Sophia, was at work manning her family. It's getting, getting working early, 15. Was at work manning her family's fruit stand when she realised a customer had pur- purchased two bags of cherries and corn had driven off without his wallet. The following day, when her dad was around, she mentioned the lost wallet had been found in the fruit stand's corn bin. She had no clue who he was, Tognetti chuckled while recalling the incident to the day. According to her father, father, who is a fourth-generation farmer, the father who is a fourth-generation farmer, it's not uncommon for customers to lose their rights and leave behind their wallets in the bins. Usually, Tignetti does all he can to ensure lost items are returned to the owners. He's called credit card companies and returned items by email, but it wasn't until Tignetti took a peek inside of his daughter's latest find that he realised that he was about to embark on a voyage to a very big star known for his role as James T. Kirk on the Star Trek fan- franchise. That was a bit laboured, that one, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. This guy did not drop his wallet, Tognetti explained. I was going to ask his daughter and his co-worker what they recalled of their interaction with the actor. They remembered him because he had a strange request that most people don't need. He wanted two baskets of white cherries, four red, but he wanted them from the callers because he said he had a long drive to Beverly Hills. He wanted them cold. He liked his cherries cold. And then he wanted $2 worth of coal, stingy chat. Now, um, inside, uh, $2 worth, he must be worth a mint chat now. Could have gone for $4, okay, couldn't okay. it? If, I, if, if you went around the shop with $10... Yeah. Um, it is a mad question. No. Oh. And, and you needed one tub of sweet corn or something. And one tub of sweet corn is one pound. Yeah. You don't spend ten, ten quid on sweet corn just because right. you've got ten quid. That's true. He's, he's being very frugal with his sweet corn spend. Inside, so now he had a driver's licence, a COVID-19 vaccine card. Glad to know James T. Kirk's being jabbed. <laughs> as, as well as a credit ATM and CVS card, all with Shatner's name on them. I wonder who's been double jabbed. Um, determined to return the wallet to his rightful owner, Tugnetti contacted his friend, Officer Mark Tarasco, at the Gilroy Police Department. I said, hey, this guy left his wallet. Anyone, anyway, could you get a hold of him? Tugnetti recalled. And he texted back saying, dude, you're joking. There's no way this guy left his wallet at your food stand. What took place soon after was a two-hour effort in which the Gilroy Police connected with the Beverly Hills Police Department in Los Angeles. A, de- a text thread between members of the Gilroy and Beverly Hills Police Department and Tugnetti was launched in a battle to connect him with, with him first. The sheriffs were telling the police, hey, you're out of your jurisdiction, you can't be doing this, this is our call. Everyone wanted to find Shat- Mr Shatner and be the ones involved in returning his wallet. It was pretty funny. Eventually, the Beverly Hills Police got in touch with Shatner's agent. The wallet was sent via FedEx along with several souvenirs for the actor from Tugnetti and the police as well, in addition to some patches from the police department. Tugnetti tucked in a hat from B&T Farms that Thursday and the Enterprise was complete by the next day. The Enterprise, you get that? No. Star Trek, no. Not long after, Shatner thanked Tugnetti and his daughter for ensuring his wallet was returned. 
And there's a tweet there saying, I'd like to thank Gary and Leslie from B&T Farms. They're extreme honesty in returning my lost wallet. They are clearly good citizens. I'd also like to thank Officer Mark Teresco and Sergeant John Ballard from the Gilroy PD. Um, the family home farm was quick to respond to the actor's post writing. It was our pleasure, Mr. Shatner. I grew up watching Star Trek with my dad. B&T Farms and Gilroy Law Enforcement are friendly inhabitants of the Federation to so hold up on hitting them with phasers. Live long and prosper, Mr. Shatner. Gives a holler the next time you stop by. What a lovely, lovely, uh, amazing thing to do. Um, just making sure that, you know, people's last property gets returned. And, and I, I really love that. One of the things that is a positive thing about the online communities we've, we've built um, around social media is just seeing loads of people working really hard to return lost stuff. I really, really like to see that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there are a lot of, like, positive sides of the internet, and I'm definitely glad that, like, um, it can have that effect, despite the other things it can... Yeah, well, I, yeah. St- I suppose it's just um, managing your attention and using it as a as a tool for good, um, like, sort of positivity as opposed to the rest. But yeah. the challenge you've got is managing that attention is quite hard. Mm. One other thing I want to mention in Kindness News this week is... Um, the happy list 2022 the independent newspaper in um uh uh the uk uh is celebrating 50 of the most inspirational people that make life better for others now i've read the article i'd recommend you do it we'll put a link on the show notes there are so many people out there doing like just not actually not small work not small work because it is like they're all making this positive contribution so um on the bbc breakfast news this morning there was a lady who at 100 years old still volunteers at a local hospital calf and a guy in an environment where inflation's going up things for, for a lot of families are getting harder to pay for has started a charity which effectively um, make sure that school uniforms don't go into landfill, but they get shared with people who need it the most. So what we're going to do, um, we are going to invite uh, all of the um, uh, entries of the Independence Happy List onto the podcast to share their stories. Raz is shaking his head because he knows he's going to get that job. Um, that, mate. <laughs> thanks for doing that, Russ, in advance. Um, uh because we'd love to, uh, part of the reason we do this podcast is to share the amazing stories of really interesting people doing great work uh, across the country. And thanks to The Independent, who um, has collated this to, uh, to do that. Um, we'll we'll certainly be in touch once we get all your sort of contact details and bits and bobs to share your stories. That, this week, is Kindness News. Let's move on the interview of the week which this week is um is part three of our interview with steve donovan from hornchurch round table steve definitely is one of the guys who um contributes massively to just doing amazing stuff in the world um and uh shall we listen to the last part of his interview yeah i'd imagine i mean yes. the, I, I suppose part local 
and, and yeah. this is a this is a really key factor, isn't it? Because yeah. I think a lot of the big charities get so much prominence just because they've got marketing budgets yes. and big yes. teams and yes. stuff like that. Yes. Do you find that some of those local charities often get passed over because but, they just yeah? I, I mean, COVID has really made a big impact for mm. some of the charities. Charities also bigger charities naturally are now on the cusp of their businesses as well now, yeah. aren't they they yeah. have to bring in x amount a yeah. year yeah and, and and i've worked with a few large charities and realized the pressure the costs um the causes etc it it's all money yeah. you need income or yeah. you can't survive. and a significant amount and a significant amount right? and publicity and publicity costs money yeah, yeah. so well but um we 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 reach out. Um, Roundtable is fun and fellowship and social, as well as service and charity. That's one of the. Yeah. Ten. It's not all charity. But yeah. Its main concept is charity. And and I suppose one of the interesting things um, is that element of just building. Re- and I don't think blokes are particularly good at it. Um, I think I think interestingly, uh, if I look at Cassie and I's relationships, she's a lot better at making friends than me. Um, but that just that community of like-minded yes. people turns exactly. into friendships it, quite quickly, it, doesn't it? It does. It does. Yeah. Um, I certainly, uh, when I was going to Roundtable, didn't go to a group of ten to twelve people to think I could promote my services or yeah. theirs. That was the least of my worries. Yeah. Uh, I went there, and within six months, I was made community person or officer. Yeah. I didn't even know what to do. And they <laughs> briefed me. I've gone to a meeting. And yeah. I By the way, oh, you're a community officer. Yeah, that's oh. correct. And I yeah. said, what's that? They said, oh, you'll soon find out. So, <laughs> so anyway, being local, I've, I've hung around for 27 years doing it. Yeah. So I do know that it's actually was meant to be. I've yeah. enjoyed meeting many, many groups, individuals, clubs, organisations, single people. Steve, I think if anybody's going to do it, it should be you. Well, it's part of travelling around as a rep, seeing properties. It was easy for me to pop off locally to a local group that needed help. Yeah. And and it wasn't a case that whoever could come forward when we campaigned to say we've got some funds, it wasn't like just writing a cheque because they wrote in. They were visited. Mm. They were met. Yeah. And they were told that we will do our best but it has to go through a club yeah, yeah, society yeah, vote now yeah. we don't make any promises and I make that clear on the phone Yeah. that although the request has been made that they need some help if it's financial or equipment or some service I can't promise to do it yeah, I can yeah, only yeah. get some facts yeah. and report back yeah, to yeah, my fellow yeah. members and it was always done fairly and, and most people and, and individuals etc that came forward and pleased to report over the 27 years have, have received the help yeah, in, yeah. In, in some shape or form and most people and we've, we've, we've taken votes, we've had discussions and sometimes the discussions can get frank and heated amongst ourselves but we do it in a balanced way that it's proposed and seconded yeah. and then the members get a chance to Decide. increase sometimes the funds yeah. needed yeah, yeah. Uh, or adapt it yeah. or help with their skills. Yeah. I've had skills being offered 
in some maintenance and gardening services. Yeah, yeah, where yeah. Builders have offered their services. Yeah, go gotcha, to. So add gotcha. on, not only will they receive funds, they'll get specialist help. I think the interesting thing, and 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 one of the things that I'm really excited about, because I know that we're doing a sort of school garden yes, project in a couple of That'll weeks. That I'm really, I'm, I'm really excited That'll about. And I've got no specialist skills in that area at all, but I'm happy to get stuck in. Well, at least um, that's part. That's half. That's, the that's half the battle. battle. Yes, that's half the indeed. battle. I wish I had more specialist skills but i haven't um but part part of the sort of the service is often financial but is often just saying right should we just get this project done and moving forward and that's really exciting and i know that in the years that you've been involved there's got to be so many stories of what you're proud of talk to me a bit about that many stories i mean ranging from the skills of um i come from construction and surveying background so it's not a problem for me to see a site and work out the what needs to be done. I, I can do all that. That's yeah. what I'm trained to do. And with friends and helpers. Um, some of the requests that we've had, um, talking about scouts, about 10 years ago, a young scout in Havering, sadly, was going away with his group and um, he had to have a special constructed uh, wheelchair, right. battery operated. Right. Uh, we got aware of the uh, request through his family and ourselves and Upminster Roundtable. Um, sadly, Upminster no longer are going. They, their numbers dropped, uh, sadly. But we did it as a joint venture. Yeah. So yeah. We, we were able to fund a very strong, thick, tired, uh, special adapted outdoor wheelchair so that young person could mm. go and experience all the camping holidays. Love that. Go up hills, going... It was an ATC all-weather Yeah. Uh, 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 and that really did. I mean, that sounds that like was a really pretty good, d- that was impressive chair. It was yeah. a very good shout, and I really, really like that. Sadly, many, many years ago, and it'll never, I'll never forget these two beautiful um, sisters. They were twins that sadly had um, um, the illness on their lungs, um, which will come to me uh, shortly which meant that they missed a lot of time of school. And um, as a result, their coursework and everything had to be sent to to them. Mm. And the teacher of the school uh, asked us, um, would we be able to purchase perhaps a laptop that could be adapted so mm. that they could get their homework sent to them by email mm. and be able to keep up with the class because they had illnesses of their lungs, sadly. And um, I... This is 20-odd years ago. Yeah, yeah. Laptops were very expensive. Yeah. Uh, I went round the local Romford stores and they were 1500 to 2000 each. But what goes around comes around. And I brought this up one night for a discussion at my, with my friends. And one of the people who was my uh, president at the time had a friend that worked for ICL. And we reached out to ICL and explained this story that these two beautiful young girls um, were um, struggling with homework and that because they were very sick. Um, could they be? Could we be able to get them some laptops? And ICL um, were marvelous. 
and sent us free of charge two laptops Amazing. with modem, modem attachments. And, and, this is and they the... could attach it to the homework and the teacher could keep in touch with the girls. Love that. And When we, actually and, and it wasn't that it. common, And was it wasn't it? common yeah. and preloaded it with Encyclopedia Britannica Love that. and gave them all everything they needed. And, but this is the weird thing. I, I know it's easy to point out the times when people aren't particularly generous. No. But actually, I think sometimes when you're given the opportunity, part of it is, like, as you say, you went to that company and they yes, were massively they generous. Were absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It, it was really, really lovely of them to to help us with this lovely, lovely family. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it was a very touching story and we told the recorder about it and they sent a journalist out, yeah, which yeah, was yeah. even nicer to let everyone see the goodwill, the, the, everyone, the, the children are happy. And you've got a special we, folder, haven't you, of all the I, stuff I have, that... I like... have, and I must... And I've got it laminated. <laughs> going back, uh, well, certainly for 10 years, I've got many stories um, of yeah. this wonderful goodwill, all, all causes. A special lady needed to go swimming, so we got her a special dry suit that okay. she can swim and keep her heart monitor under the... the, the um, so she could experience... Absolutely. Yeah. Go out in the you know on holiday and everything because she had special she couldn't catch any viral water infection. She had a special suit made for her, mm. and it could be adjusted as she grew. So yeah. that was a nice, you know. Um, we've done gardens. We've we've done what they call sensory sensory garden for a child that um, is all smelling plants. Yeah. That we can landscape. Yeah, yeah. And build a three sixty circle cement mm. path. So, so the they family, can feel they their way, feel yeah. their way round the garden and put nice fencing and a gate in. This yeah. is through our friends of builders and associates, um, and, and and obviously we funded the materials, but the labour was the most important. Our friends done it, we done it together. Yeah, so um, it's about getting involved actively in the community yeah. as well. Yeah. and I suppose I yes. suppose being being a uh, effectively a national organisation yes. but with local with chapters local presence, you can actually turn around and go what's the biggest issue in my area at the minute and I know that yes. and a part of the conversation we had on Wednesday yes. about that was about uh, inflation the ha- like the cost of living and yes. supporting people directly correct, and I, correct. I, suppose, I suppose being quite a sort of you know you look at some of these big charities and we support those big charities yes. and and have them tell their stories in the podcast. But one of the things that big charities aren't particularly good at is turning around and going, right, we're going to make a decision now, yes. get that money directly, and it's going to have an immediate impact. Yes. Just because, And Roundtable can do that, right? Well, we can. We can mm. work quick. Even though you've mentioned earlier, you've just jogged up my memory on two national charities, Samaritans, for example. Yeah. About 10 years ago, some of the office furniture and equipment was yeah. getting a bit tatty. Yeah. Um, so they reached out to us and um, it was no issue at all within a week some of the office furniture and the sofas and that was delivered yeah Um, yeah yeah. and and the following year i think we may have given a computer so so we can work fairly quick i appreciate you're right decisions take time but 
if two three months waiting for items of equipment or furniture or service is yeah. is too long, and that's and, wh- and that's why those we can local, come in and do quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's supporting people at the time they need yeah. it when when they do it. Um, and talk to me a little bit. I know we spoke a little bit about the Santa sleigh. Yes, spoke a little bit about sleigh. the firework displays. Yes, the firework um, displays. Talk to yes. me a bit. Talk to me a bit about how Hornchurch Roundtable raise money, but yes. how people raise money generally yes. within Roundtable. Yeah, I mean naturally, Chris. Uh, you mentioned earlier about the um, the fundraising, which the main event for us is the Christmas collection. Yeah. But prior to COVID, I'd say up to four or five years ago, we used to have a yearly dance, you know, like a dinner and dance um, called Ladies' Night. We're year-end dance to bring our partners, our wives and partners, uh, with us for a year-end dance. And money raised on the night, um, we would then put into a central pot. And, mm. and, and, and some of that money would go to charity if it was... You know, we yeah. did James Bond night, um, mm. where people came as characters of James Bond, like one person, one lady came covered in gold, one person came as a deep sea diver, right. one person, everyone considers James Bond in his black suit. I mean, the, the, the thing is, do you, all the other characters. do you then get, I mean, the problem is with that, yeah. do you get then just 50 James Bonds, in, like no. people just wearing their tucks? No, no. What some was your favourite James Bond oh, there outfit? Some people come as the villains, some came in the, the deep sea diver suits. Gotcha. Uh, some people. Tell me there was the a the Jaws characters. there. Tell me uh, there was there a Jaws. There wasn't a Jaws because <laughs> no one was high enough, tall enough, but... Um, <laughs> Um, there was some very, very good characters. Who's you know? your, who's your, what's your, have you seen the modern James Bond films? I have, yes. What's your favourite James Bond film ever? I have. I think the concept and the way it's changed, for me, will always be the Casino Royal. Okay. I think the last one also... I haven't watched it all the way through yet. I won't say anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Casino Royal uh, just made a big, sweeping cutting statement what in terms of the Daniel yeah, Craig yeah idea, yeah um, arrived, and I think with him doing a lot of his stunts himself yeah um, I mean there's a great story on the beginning of the opening first one where the guy just turned up with his rucksack with no wires or lines and he said I'm ready to go and yeah, obviously yeah. the actors have to be specially prepped for this yeah, 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 steel yeah. cranes and all that but the other person I believe was all, was a, a free baser well free baser and he had no need for anything much, he was well, all good to go but they I you know what I can't remember the other I think it was one of the later James, uh, the Daniel Craig ones yeah. where they got the guy doing the stunts was a parkour champion, and he's he's just used to running without I, anything, I, you know. I, but I, absolutely, it's it, it, it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, so who did you go as? I. Do you know what, Chris? I'm going to be boring. I went in the traditional black. Uh, I organised it. It took a lot of energy, but we did it. We did it with the we had the tables. Yeah. Obviously, um, roulette table. We had the music. We had the theme music and a very very good local DJ. Um, really good. Who also does does a lot of work for charity as well. Paul Kidley. He was very good, and. Um, uh, it was hosted. Obviously, we gave prizes for the winners because there was fake money. You yeah. can't go in and take people's cash. No, it was. But there was money, and the winners of whoever got the most got nice boxes of chocolates and a yeah. bottle of champagne, etc. But it was done in the goodwill. You paid for your. I think they had to pay some entrance fee or whatever. I forgot. So fake money gambled, fake and then money gambled, the and then the prize yeah. at the end. But but, it, but that night raised about a thousand pounds. Amazing. So that. 
that not only was the meal cost very low, though, yeah. but that that raised a th- nearly a thousand pounds. Yeah, and we yeah. Having fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it wasn't hard to sell the tickets because people wanted to come. I think we had 140, 150 And that people. goes back to the thing, Steve. With you know, partners. And round table yeah. is a really good way of giving people the opportunity to have some fun. Yes. But also raise a bit of cash Raise a little well. bit of cash in yeah, the profile. Yeah. We're having a good night out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Um, I mean, even though, to be frank, Steve, yes. going, James, going as James Bond yes. to, a, to a double O, you want to go as Blofeld or I, like so, somebody... So like somebody different. Yeah. Who would you if you could do it again and you weren't organising it? Who would you go as? Um, I don't know. I wouldn't say odd job. Don't I'm go. Don't tall. go painted in gold. No, I'm not going to go painted in gold. <laughs> too um, too tall for odd job. I think um, it. You know what? You've got. Um, can't go as Scaramanga, can I? Because really? you have to have an open chest, don't you? Wizard? Yeah. Um, but there, I, it's, there's some great characters. Oh, amazing! I mean, Love I, it. I, 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 you know, sometimes. Um, I mean, you could go as Austin Powers, Aust- like a parody of well, James Well, funny Bond. enough, uh, Austin Powers. You've led me to my second uh, one, which was a seventies night, sixties okay. night, and I did go as Austin Powers. Oh, cool. And the dress hire shop said I could keep the uniform for a week. And I visited a person that was sick in hospital. And I went up on the train in my crushed red velvet (laughs) suit going, yeah, baby, to everybody. I was making everyone on the King's Road, London, when I visited a sick friend to laugh her head. Oh, amazing. I went with the wig, the glasses, with no glass, just the black rim glasses, going, yeah, baby, (laughs) 20-odd years ago, down, down the King's Road in London. Everybody was crying with laughter. I was just stopped to see a very dear friend uh, in hospital, and um, so we did a, a, a 60s night and a 70s soul night, and everyone come in his character. Amazing. And I Amazing. Just went as an American um, hustler and yeah. um, on another function. But we've had uh, some good social dances yeah. and drinks, uh, and, and you know, it's, and it's the other side of the group. There's it, a good so social link. So, really good laugh, yes. raising loads of money. Yes, it is. <laughs> You know, fun and service yes, as a combination is a really is a really like yeah. incredible thing. And Roundtable's grown in size since um, it's been. It, it, it has. I mean, naturally, sadly, numbers have dropped. Yeah. I mean, yeah. in the UK in the late seventies, I do know there was thirty thousand across the country. Right. Now, sadly, it's down to about three thousand. Okay. But it is building up again um you know there are lots of people joining and and we're reaching out to lots of people like many societies in the country um uh, networking or 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 or, or service clubs like uh, roundtable rotary and other groups perhaps lions group also a very good group as well for service and community there's so many the masons also a very good group um wonderful for charity as well um i think perhaps the work pressures have got something to do with this some people in london are probably doing all, all around the country working very long hours the thought of perhaps once or twice a month to some people meeting on the first and third Wednesday, the pressures at home, family, work life balance. I don't know, Chris. We're, we're, you know, not we we are on a campaign to find more people. Mm-hmm. We have to recruit. You know we what's interesting, recruit, though, Steve, so, and and, uh, and I, I talk about this. In, in, I brought in six people recently. Yeah, that's amazing, amazing, and and and. But it's interesting when you think about, you know, people not having time. I think 
the pandemic and COVID, in my experience, has made people look at their lives a bit more. Yes. And yes, say, and say, okay, what do you want to do, and what's yes. the right balance between? Yes. You know, if we're doing 60, 78 hour weeks, you're too we, tired. You, 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 yeah. you just don't want to do it. No. But also, are you happy just working hard and not doing other stuff I've, that's going to be as fun? As I said earlier, no. this to me was it was like a glove to a hand. Mm. The table for me, because I work local, I yeah. could go to visit people for the for the charitable stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. And also, I was quite good at organising yeah. as a kid. I seemed to be able to get together uh, projects and plans. Always had something in my mind. Yeah, yeah. Write it in my black book, and then come back to work and develop it. Yeah. Um, I think once when I worked for a national corporation, I organised a darts and snooker competition yeah. and brought along some famous people. Yeah, yeah. I was hoping I'd get a promotion. In fact, they said to me, you're in the wrong job. You're getting <laughs> relations and selling property. Yeah. Um, I did it to enhance... You're better at the event management. I was better on yeah. event management. I got all London and Essex-based branches together for a dance tournament and a snooker tournament. Amazing. And organised it myself. And I was very lucky. And I thank the... Uh, the brilliant secretary from the British Dance Organisation, because I used to play in the darts leagues, that helped me. He was able to organise 12 lots of darts matches at the same time. Yeah. He was a brilliant all-rounder. Yeah. He knew all about organisation with me, and we put together a big corporate night where it... Because darts, we wanted people to speed up. It was speed darts. So your matches, whoever went, who won after 15 minutes, so we could get people, about 150 people moved along right, to play so the Right, so it was games. quite a big event. So yeah, it was yeah. well organised, and it was with a master of ceremonies, and the snooker was on a time, 20-minute frame. Okay. So you had to hurry up uh, yeah, so, yeah. to get to your next game. Speed but, snooker. Speed snooker. Um, I like the idea of that. But the... Quarter final was half an hour. The semi final was three quarters of an hour. One hour for the final. Fair enough. Uh, and it was. I tell you what, we really did have some very good players. Amazing. There's a few guys that come along. They must have had a good misspent youth because they could play. They could play. They yeah. They could yeah. play. I, I was quite impressed. I thought I could play. I got to the semis of the darts, and one guy beat me. But I do know. I was very impressed with some of the local snooker players. I don't know, I don't know if everybody's the same, but I'm always a better. I don't. I haven't played much snooker. I played a bit of pool. Yeah. I'm always better one beer in. I'm always uh, better yes. one beer in, yeah. and then two beers. It all goes wrong. Um, I'm the opposite. I think darts <laughs> and, and, and snooker seems to be. Um, it it depends if you practice enough, but uh, yeah. with darts, I found drinking helped me. Right, fair enough, fair enough. And and I, sp- I suppose the sport in more recent times has gone completely anti-alcohol. And like the best yes. darts players are like the best any sports players, aren't they? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I've been to two years ago. I went to the uh, quarterfinals of uh, Alexandra Palace, and it does seem to me that they're credible. The, the speed and the yeah, accuracy that's a really good day out yeah, as well. That is yeah. a very good day out. Uh, I think the fans enjoy it. The, there's a lot of beer and, and goodwill yeah, um, yeah. and noise and the kiss of telegrams and all the machine and, and all the TV companies and yeah. have made it better. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's a great atmosphere. And, uh, so, 
So, Steve, what I want to talk about is yeah. how if if you're and we have listeners from uh, listeners yes. to this podcast all over the country and actually all over the world. Yes. But for people who are listening either yes. locally, yes, or um, somewhere else in the UK, yes. how do they get involved right. with Roundtable? That, how very, do they find good. out more? Um, first of all, Chris, if, if if any of the readers would like to reach out to you, I would certainly get 100%. them in the right direction. Yeah. Um, there is a national uh, website for Roundtable, and it's in Birmingham, Marchese House, roundtable.org. So um, www.roundtable.org. Yeah. Yes, um, I, I, I believe that it is. Um, I'm just looking at their website. I've got the, it's Marchese House, and it's Roundtable. Yeah. Um, I drew down um, on my form here, um, I felt I thought oh yes I've got their um it's roundtable.co.uk okay it's round yeah. simple in simple terms it's google roundtable.co.uk and what which will go to the national website Fab. and you can and find an about all of the local yes yeah. just leave a link and they'll get back to you they're lovely Amazing. staff there and I do ring them from time to time and um they will then get in touch and advise you of your local district. So as you know, we're a national group. There's tables all around the country. And um, if anyone's listening or would like a quicker response, if they get back to you, yeah. all you've got to do is send me a link and I'll make sure they get in the right Fair. direction. If that, And what we'll do, if you're, list, you if you're listening to this and want to know more, yes. we'll make sure that the, the show notes for this podcast that you can yes. find at www.thekindnessproject.co.uk yeah. will contain all of the links, including exactly. the ones to the round table and the ones to um, get in touch direct. So, um, Steve, it's been an absolute pleasure. No, it's nice, thank Chris, you. Um, you know, to bring me here today, and thank you for what you've done. The, 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 you, I think you mentioned this is two hundred and twenty odd episodes. Yeah, we're we're, so. we're 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 growing and growing and growing. Um, yes. And for some reason, the, the we are the fourth most popular podcast about kindness in the world. So, I, I, sharing your story uh, is an absolute well, pleasure. Well, th- thank you. And as I said, um, you know, I know um, that. Um, I've only given a quick overview today on 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 the journey, but it, it, there's still so much to do, and I'm glad that you know so far what and the journey the continues. Are, it right? does continue as long as next time you go to a fancy dress, you do better than a black tie. I'll be happy. Well, indeed, <laughs> indeed well, I'll, I'll leave it with you. But if the readers do want to get in touch, you know, it'll be a pleasure to help you. Amazing. Thanks, Thank Steve. You. Cheers. So that was the last part of the interview with Steve. We've got another amazing guest next week, so we'd recommend you tune in. We've got Louise Murdy from HBBS um, Counselling. Uh, really excited about interviewing Louise. Um, feel free to stay tuned for that. Here's the end of another podcast. The end is never true. The end of series. Always the beginning of something entirely new. And the question we asked um, last time uh, was, what's the best thing you've bought off of Amazon? Uh, and actually, we didn't have that much engagement. Um, we only had one from Dennis Hall uh, that effectively said Prime subscription. And I agree with Dennis, Prime subscription is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think people may have been a little bit embarrassed about what they've been buying off Amazon. Uh, and on that note, on another, uh, that's the end of another podcast 
we will see you next time on the kindness project bye bye